Hello and welcome to episode 99, that's 100 Eve, of Ready to Mosh. I'm Gem G and with me as always, the guy to my forks, Kev P. Hello. You right? Mm, yeah, it's quiet at the moment. Yes, on the Guy Fawkes theme, there may be some fireworks in the background because we live in a town that likes to celebrate bonfire night for about three weeks. Yeah, and Christmas for about 19 weeks. It is, what day is it? First November. So yeah, quite previous to the old bonfire night, but there were some fireworks going off not long ago, so if you hear them in the background, it's just the time of year. Episode 99 then is our festival review of the season. Yeah. Why are you staring at me like that? It's just the season. It's like you've been watching a low. I have been watching a low. low. (laughs) So I went to six festivals this season. Season? Year? This year. This year. It's festival season, isn't it? Suppose. I attended six festivals and you went to? Seven. Seven. Seven, yes. And I saw 120 performances from 115 bands. So there were five bands I've seen twice at festivals this year. Over to you. 131 appearances by 123 bands. So I saw eight bands twice. There we are then. So that's quite a lot to talk about. Obviously, we're not going to go over every single band. Yeah, I'm not talking about 131 bands. Again, because we did that in every review episode that we've done for each of the festivals. And you can see all the footage in the vlogs, etc., etc. So this is just a general review. Yeah. Talking about highlights, lowlights, and who had the best cheesy chips, perhaps. I don't know. That's definitely for you. Yeah. I don't think I had that many this year. But anyway, when we get to a food section, we'll talk about that. So shall we start from the beginning? Mm. Just as a reminder, then, the festivals that we went to this year were Uprising, Download, and then you had Glastonbury. I did. Then we had Mangata, Bloodstock, Stone Dead, and Derby Alt Fest. Right, so let's have a look at each festival and try and pick some of our favourite sets and who was potentially our favourite. Starting with Uprising, then? Starting with Uprising, yeah. Off you go. Uprising, there was a lot of good bands. I think my favourite set, probably because it was the first time I'd seen them, and I don't know how, but I'm going to say Paradise Lost. Because they were that good and I'd never seen them before and we got a great spot. It was just perfect and it was a perfect finish to it. Yeah, I think. This one's hard for me, you know, I struggle at just picking one. <laughs> but definitely agree with Paradise Lost. I think if I did have to pick one, it would be them. But in Lone were amazing just because they were, they were yeah. so different and just blew me away. And also just getting to see Combi Christ, which is... Yeah. One I've wanted to tick off for so long, uh, similarly to Paradise Lost, but I feel like Paradise Lost were going to be more feasible. I don't know why. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, I agree with you. That, I mean, I don't think there was a bad band all the time we were there, to be honest. No, I mean, it was such an epic lineup, wasn't it? And we couldn't actually make it to every band. Yeah. So it was kind of, it was back to back, but then there was a small stage overlapping as well. Yeah, but a really good start to the festival season. Yeah, definitely. And hopefully we'll be back there next year. Download, I don't even know how to pick from download can we do a, a highlight of each day i mean there are there are some standout bands from mm. download for me yeah i've marked out my days you see that's the only reason i know i mean it's all a bit of a blur and there's people when i was going through this list there's people i forgot i even saw that oh, right, okay <laughs> not in it it wasn't memorable way just because it was it just seemed so long ago i think oh i think one of the standouts for me actually was bring me the horizon yeah they were great it was good to see them step up to that main stage and headline 
Yeah, and it was just an epic show, like we said at the time, just the whole stage set up, the whole stage presence, definitely the best headliner of the weekend. Mm. Another level to the others, I think. Yeah, it wasn't as formulaic as everything we'd had before. Yeah, whether it's because we'd never seen them before added to that, maybe, I don't know. As a headline, yeah. yeah. Any other highlights from your download? Lots of highlights. Um, ticking off Pucifer was good. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Lake Malice getting to play a bigger stage. Skindred are always fun. Yeah, always. Never a bad Skindred show, is there? I mean, favourite uh, favorite one's tough for this. Mm, I think, yeah, because there were so many. I'm probably going to say Empire State Bastard. There was just something else. There were, It was different. Oh, yeah, definitely different. Yeah. Kind of what it was probably I expect- one of the heavier things as well of the weekend. I say kind of what I expected, but not what I expected yeah. at the same time. And mm. definitely very heavy live, aren't they? Other highlights from me, aside from Bring Me The Horizon, definitely finally seeing Motionless in White. It's been a long time coming, that one. And I think I said on the review episode, it's kind of a perfect set list for me as well. Played mm. everything I wanted them to. Obviously, a legit mention of Ghost from me. <laughs> Surprised that's not your favourite. Well, it's a weird one because it was good, but at the same time, having seen them at an arena show, it was never going to match up to that because it was a shorter set, a different stage set up, obviously very yeah, different being outdoors, yeah. standing, being a bit squished, freaking blow up, bloody alien dressed as a nun, wafting in front of me, <laughs> you know. Um, set was cut short, we had no miasma as well. Um, Papa did seem a bit grumpy at times, so. And obviously in the daylight, we're not going to keep Doesn't banging that one well. out, but yeah. on a related note to that, obviously Behemoth were great, but again, they were in the daylight. daylight. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Ghost were a highlight it's always a highlight to see them, but it's, it wasn't my favourite Ghost performance ever, mm. I think. Good to hear some newer stuff, though, that didn't get to hear last time. Um, Avatar always fun, as are Bloody Wood. I think if I've got to narrow it down a little bit, that's probably where I'll stop at this point. <laughs> so what would you go for? I said Bring Me the Horizon. Oh, Bring Me the Horizon, sorry. Yeah, can't argue with it. Obviously there's part of me that wants to say Ghost, but I wouldn't be being honest. <laughs> Over to you for the next section as we go back in time to revisit your Glastonbury experience. Mm. It's tough, this, because there were lots of highlights. I mean, I saw some stuff I'm just really not interested in, but it was just kind of there, and I just watched some. Some more disappointed than others. I think so. It's like, kind of like some of the highlights really were Cassette Boy versus DJ Rubbish, because that just absolutely blows me away every time I see anything like that. Guns N' Roses, because... They played a lot of stuff that nobody knew. And it was it was quite funny that everybody knew, obviously, Sweet Child of Mine, all that kind of stuff. But then as soon as they started playing stuff from the Spaghetti Incident, everybody's kind of like, what the fuck's this? I don't know what this is. Yeah, other highlights included watching The Who again. The H-U-Who. The H-U-Who, yeah. Oh, Fine. Sorry, Sorry I forgot to mention those at Download, actually. They, they were on my list. I kind of mm. I did look at those, yeah. Yeah, like I say, it was hard to pick, wasn't it, anyway? As you were... Yeah, Foo Fighters, first time, finally got to tick those off, and that was the highlight. Uh, along with kind of like lighter bands like Mannix, Lightning Seeds, Elton John, uh, Skindred were there again, they were great. Rick Astley. Rick Astley was there, yeah, I did see Rick Astley as well. Probably the one and only time he'll get mentioned it, it on the is, podcast. Yeah, <laughs> probably. But I'm going to say, again, Empire State Bastard. Wow. That's how much I've been impressed with them this year. Little ESB fanboy here. Yeah. Seen them twice and just blow me away every time. Slightly different lineup at Glastonbury, but it still was fine. Yeah, just a really, I just really like the sound. I think I'm 
Yeah, I'm probably going to have to pick Empire State Bastard. Right, so back up north then for Mangata Festival, which was another awesome lineup. Lots of bands that we were watching for the first time. So lots of highlights to pick from those. We only saw the main two stages because we didn't make it over to the Tap and Tumblr stage, unfortunately. I don't I don't really know how to pick a, a favourite a favourite from this lot. Yeah, they were they were all great. I don't think anybody had a bad performance. Well, I mean Harbinger blew me away, just absolutely such an intense hit of noise in that small room. Yeah. Agree with that. Red method as well. Yeah, they were good. Been wanting to see them for a while, so it was great to finally tick them off mm. and had a really good spot at the front for them. I think everybody on that lineup was just so good. Yeah. And they all kind of played like it mattered. Yeah, Thrasher Wolf, who I've wanted to see for ages, they just had so much energy in their performance. And yeah, they just lifted the whole room from the start. Obviously, Rage and Speed on are always. Yeah, always entertaining. And that's the word, entertaining. Mastiff, actually, we had seen them earlier in the year supporting Avatar, hadn't they? So they were one of a couple of bands that we'd seen previously. I think if I really, really had to pick one, maybe Hellfected. Again, because I'd wanted mm. to see them for such a long time and it was just such a really good performance. I can't tour between three for me. Either Ref- Red Method, Harbinger or a Totosog. Yeah. Uh, probably going to go for a Totosog. There's absolutely nothing in it, but that's who I'm going to pick. Okay. Right then, moving on to Bloodstock. Another one where there were so many really strong performances. I don't know how to pick from this lot. Again, a lot of bands I hadn't seen before. A few that we had. Again, every performance was awesome, I think. I don't think there was anyone I was disappointed in. I've got, there are a few that stand out for me. I can pick a least favourite. An obvious one for me. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, Dave. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I won't bang on about it. Go on then, if you've got some lined up. Okay, well, bands that... I think these... I've basically got to pick one of these. Mm. King 810, because they blew mm. me away. Kill Switch headlining. Mm. I think The Dead 13. Yeah. Meshuggah. Ugly Kid Joe. And who else would make it in there? I'm going to say Beyond Your Design. So one of those five. Mm. It's probably going to have to be Ugly Kid Joe, just because it's... They put on the performance that I wanted. They're your favourite, and they are one of my favourite. Yeah, they are one of my favourite bands. I've you know I've been listening to them for Christ over thirty years. So I, yeah, I'm going to have to pick Ugly Kid Joe. Okay, I think I just want to give a mention to every band I saw on the New Blood stage because they were all amazing. You knew that they were just also just up for being there. They mm. you know they'd earned their place there, and they wanted to prove that they should be on that stage, and they all did so the ones i saw on that stage which are all just a a joint highlight of that stage Mm. if you know what i mean so void walker scorer dead 13 beyond your design and go death i think that Mm. was everyone we saw on there i think so yeah they were all amazing so i'm just going to pop them to one side because they're just getting a a joint awesome performance award between them (laughs) so in terms of other stage performances definitely seen kill switch headline and mm. seen them for the first time that just their overall show was just amazing no it's not what am i talking about i was going <laughs> first time with jesse i think that's what i'm thinking oh of. right okay. i saw them at download with the other singer a few years ago <laughs> howard that's him yeah i've seen them before i think a couple of times actually yeah i've seen, seen kill switch Quite a few times. But I haven't seen them headline and I've not seen them with Jesse. <laughs> but yeah, the overall show was just, you know, just all the comedy and all of that that they were chucking in there. It was just, yeah, 
It was just great. Seeing Candlemas, who are a band I never thought I'd see. Oh, yeah, I forgot you'd seen yeah. Candlemas. See them and Kira were great on Saturday morning. Oh, they were, yeah. I forgot, um, I forgot how good they were. Albert, another one I never thought mm. I'd see. Meshuggah, for the first time. They were just epic. Mm. And then, yeah, Ugly Kid Joe, obviously. I wish I could say Zia Leonardo, but we weren't able to see enough of them to be able to, if you know what I mean. The snippet we saw of them was awesome. I think I'm going to go on this one, Candlemas or Kill Switch. I'm going to say Candlemas okay. overall. It was, yeah, it was very special. And then on to Stone Dead, another one that was kind of back-to-back, so we had no clash issues. We just missed a couple of bands, didn't we? I think one was due to feeding, one was due to the rain on Friday night. Yeah. So we pretty much saw almost everyone. I've got three definite highlights. Yeah, and I think they're going to be the ones that are the same as me. Could it be South of Salem? Correct. Florence Black? Correct. Therapy? Correct. (laughs) Shall we just go with that for this? Have a top three? (laughs) Or are you you going to make me pick one? I'm going to make you pick one. I'm going to say Therapy, I think. South of Salem were awesome, Hmm. obviously. Second time I've seen them, but it was great to see them up on a big stage. Florence Black was the first time seeing them, and it was unexpected because they were brought in at the last minute to cover for Mason Hill, and... They were definitely better than I expected live. I thought they'd be good because I like them anyway, but do you know what I mean? But there was just something about that therapy performance that was, I'm going to say it again, special. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I've seen them before, but Mm. yeah, it just seemed like they'd turned it up a notch and it was, I don't know whether it was on the barrier and so we were closer or what it was. It's the best therapy performance I've ever seen. Yeah, and again, the set list was just perfect. Yeah, I think we said that at the time. It's like if you could pick a set list, that is what you'd pick. Yeah, and the ending, the last, was it three, four songs that they just did back to back was just, yeah, all my favourites. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've sold it to myself, therapy. (laughs) I'm 100% agreeing with you. I think it it was the best I've ever seen therapy play. And yeah, I've seen them multiple times and it, it was just... Almost a next level therapy. It was, yeah, my performance of the weekend, I think. Right, last one, Dolby Altfest. If we don't remember much from this, well, then, yeah, then we're in there's trouble. something wrong. I think kind of almost, just about every single band really blew me away. Yeah, just about every. There were a couple that weren't as either keen on or just didn't quite do it for me, but from the 31 bands we did see, most of them were just really, really good. I mean, recall the remains with Rob on vocals. Yeah. Defences, I thought, were really good. Reckoner. Yeah, they were. I've never listened to before. They they were exceptional. Yeah, they blew us both away, didn't they? That opening set on Friday. Yeah, Harbinger again. Mexican Painkiller. I mean, the list just keeps going. Imperium, Devastator, uh, Divine Chaos as well. Uh, Dead Amigos. Yeah, they mean, were great. Like they were all exceptional bands. But I am going to have to pick these Wicked Rivers. I just am. It's yeah. a, they they just blow me away every time I watch them there. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I was just looking through the list and the other ones to mention, Drip Fed Empire. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. thought you'd forgot them. <laughs> Finally seen Waterlines and Those Once Loyal. Um, as you said, Harbinger again. Wargrave, Must Kill. I think you said Devastated, didn't you? Hellripper. Did you mention Gamma Bomb? I didn't. I didn't even mention Gamma. That's how good. That's how good the festival was. One of the main. One of the main headliners. headliners. I'd, I'd kind of forgot. Yeah. You forgot Snowy the Snow Gamma Abominable. You know. Gamma Abominable Snowman. You can say it. Yeah. yeah. Um, no setting sun. They were great on Sunday. But yeah, these Wicked Rivers are just a different level, aren't they? Yeah. A different vibe. A different. Just the whole stage set, like we said. 
in the festival review. I think it was everything about it, wasn't it? Yeah, and I think just being that close to the front and getting the full-on effect effect of Nana's living room was just a nice cosy end to that festival. <laughs> So moving on to any kind of non-music performance kind of highlights, not necessarily well, festival about, highlights. Yeah, not necessarily. They weren't necessarily a band. I think that's what I mean. <laughs> I know what I mean. There may not be one necessarily from each festival. So just any in general, I think. Well, the I mean, one for me straight away is the Metallica Pylons. Oh yes. Because they, I really want Download to keep them. They were so good. I'll keep paying Ticketmaster and then they'll pay Live Nation and then maybe they'll... Yeah, they'll just have Metallica quite every year then, won't they? <laughs> no. So that's definitely up there for me. Yeah, they were a great addition. You never know, maybe they'll come back. I'm trying to think. I can't I believe you now. forgot yours. What? What have I Female forgot? urinals. Oh, yeah, female urinals. Urinals. A download, <laughs> yeah. They were a breath of fresh air, literally. Yeah, I hope they come back. Maybe Bloodstock might adopt them. Because obviously they're only going to work at kind of a, a bigger outdoor. So I don't think they'd be a stone-dead feature. Another one for me is going to be the view of the pyramid stage from my tent at Glastonbury. Yeah, I was a little bit envious when I saw that. <laughs> Not of the walk you had to do Not, to get no, there. God, but, the fucking you walk know, was horrible. But... If I could have just been picked up like... And just driven on a buggy yeah. and dropped off, yeah. Yeah, or, you know, just flew kind of over, you know. Yeah, I think there was, I'm sure you sent a shot, a video of some, is it something you recorded while I was there, the, when the Foo Fighters were on? And it panned back to all no, the No, it was when Elton was on, I Oh, think. was it when Elton was on? Because you were watching Elton from your tent, and I was watching it on the telly, and I was trying to get the view of you where your tent was. Yeah, and then it stopped literally on the row of tents in front yeah. of me. I might still yeah. have that photo of the telly. Yeah, so my, my view is up there for that. Mm. I think discovering new venues as well, because obviously Uprising was at the O2 in Leicester. That was a really cool venue mm. to discover and explore and all of that. And obviously the Hairy Dog for Altfest with its little games room and really cool bar area. That was good. I think Mangata being in a different venue this year as well. The old Pulse store is cool and definitely worked for the weather last year, but I think... But this year it wouldn't work because the weather was yeah, not great. Yeah, I think it worked well in... In the rescue rooms. Mm. Yeah, I think the weather was generally good again for us because there was a little bit of bloodstock, a little bit of stone dead, but it, actually it was all right because the ones where it did really rain, we they were both indoor ones. Yeah, and obviously the wettest was Derby Old Fest. Yeah, but it, it was all indoor, so it was fine. Yeah, it was just get there. Five-minute walk. Wow. <laughs> you don't say that if you're just on your hair, do you? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think, again, the weather's been very kind to us this year, so... Mm. Kind of scared that every festival is going to be a washout next year. We're fine for about another three years. You think? Yeah. Okay. You heard it here first. Yeah, we might look back on this next year. <laughs> See if you've cursed us. Okay, then. Let's move on to food and drink. Yeah. Oh, so... Because this is definitely more for you. I can definitely do the drink. You, you manage the food all right as well. <laughs> so first festival then uprising the food there they went well actually there were two options because there's that food van outside wasn't there mm. but the little indian was it like a deli stall with kind of within the venue that was amazing 
And even you enjoyed the vegetarian food. I did. It, it was really nice. The world first. A world first, yeah. So that put us in good stead, I think. I think actually, no, I think we peaked too soon with that. I think we peaked too soon. That, that was one of my favourites. Yeah, I'm normally very excited by all the festival food I've had this year and there's been some disappointments. Same. But yeah, that was really good. Download, food highlights. Don't think we really started this till Friday. Did we have food on Thursday? Oh, I've did we no just idea. eat at the tent? We did quite a bit of barbecuing, didn't we? Definitely one of my highlights of download food was that cone of cheesy rosemary fries with the pink garlic mayo that I had during Metallica, I think, on Saturday or Thursday, or maybe I had both. I can't remember. <laughs> Definitely had it at least once during Metallica. <laughs> that was probably the best cheesy chips I've had all year. They were good. I think you had some as well, didn't you? Sure I did, did have some on one yeah. of the nights, yeah. Yeah. They were the, probably the best cheesy chips I've had. Yeah, I think... Because or maybe. No, mm. I don't think they were, actually. They were joint first. Oh. Um, I'm trying to think what other food at Download. I had a disappointing gyro. I had a disappointing Yorkie wrap, which was partly of my own doing, because they said, do you want vegetables? And I said yes, and it was those little cubed carroty frozen veg, and I just don't get on well with that. Yeah, note to self, just stick with a traditional Yorkie. I don't think the food at Download was that good this year. Yeah, compared to what it's been like before. Yeah, I don't I don't know why. Maybe we just stick to what we like in future instead of trying new things. Boring. Well, yeah, did we have some mac and cheese that was good there? Got a vague recollection of near where you went into the guest entrance, there was a mac and there cheese was, store. Yeah. I think you went there a couple of times. That's kind of like the highlight, the food there. I mean, sometimes I've thought, is it just the ones I chose? But then other times it's like, would I have been as disappointed if I went to a different store? No. It's almost like there's too much choice these days, isn't there? <laughs> you never have too much choice. Just bring back potatoes and noodles. You want to eat the noodles? I know I wouldn't, but that's a different tale for another episode. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've got anything else to say about download food. Did we have anything in the guest area? We did. We had a pizza in the guest area. And we had... Did you have like a steak sandwich thing and I had a halloumi? Oh, shit, yeah. Pen's barbie. Yes. That's coming back I'm to you, just remember, yeah. yeah. What did you have? It was a steak sandwich. Oh, ciabatta, wasn't Chia, it? Steak ciabatta, yeah. I had halloumi. That was I'd good. I forgot about that. That was excellent. Sorry, Ken's Barbie. You were good. They were. And they were also at Glastonbury. And that was after download, I think. It was. It was, yeah. And I remember saying to Dan that, that, that they were really good. And I think Dan might have had them before. And we went there and they were just excellent. They're excellent again. Another highlight, though, on the food and drink at Glastonbury. The mint ice cream milkshakes. Oh, you remember you banging on about yeah, those? Yeah, I drank pints of the stuff. They were so nice. Oh, I could have lived off those all weekend. They were such a great pick-me-up. Mangata, again, just had the one food stall, kind of like, it's like an Asian street food, wasn't it? I remember having some. I did have noodles from there, but that's, it's download noodles I'm allergic to. You remember? No, genuinely I think can't. you had a curry with rice and they were in the cardboard bowls. Oh, Yes. That was really nice. Yeah, that was good. That was really nice. Yeah. That was up there. You see, the two best foods, potentially, that we've had at festivals were where there was just one stall. But it was just really good quality. Exactly. Quality, yeah. not quantity. Bloodstock was a mixed bag again, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, I had some unpleasant stuff at Bloodstock. The Scandinavian food truck. Pot, yes, the Scandinavian food truck was amazing. That was in the Serpent's Lair, like the VIP area, wasn't it? Mm. That was good. And they were very accommodating for different 
adaptations. Yeah. Yorkipud was okay again. It's, for mm. me, it's just is what it was, but you had a disappointment there. Yeah. Same with the pies. See, I enjoyed my you pie. You had a good pie, mine wasn't. Yeah, maybe you need to stop eating meat. And I think my very highlight of bloodstock food was finally getting some bunny chow. So that will be fun if that's a download next year. Well, it'll be everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's going to be a go-to. Now I know that it's not going to blow my mouth off. Disappointed that I didn't get goth ice cream again. No, Look, you didn't. Did it you? wasn't as much ice cream weather this year as last no, year. No, not as much last year. I just wasn't in an ice cream mood. I'm always in ice cream you mood. Stone Dead was just a write-off for food for me. For <laughs> you you were fine. <laughs> I had one of the best pizzas I've ever had. I had extra pepperoni. Yeah, I had a vegetarian pizza with pepperoni on it. <laughs> And, yeah, measly halloumi. Yeah, I remember you not being happy about that. I should have just gone to the jacket potato stall. You could just eat meat? No. (laughs) I'm going to pick better if we go to Stone Dead next year, I think. Or just eat jacket potatoes. Okay. And then Derby Altfest, it had a food stall there, didn't it? That Mm. I think is like a a standard fixture of the hairy dog. Yeah, I think so. I did have some cheesy chips there on the Sunday. They were okay. They were just pretty bog-standard cheesy chips, I guess. But Mm. reasonably priced. Did the job at the time. But I will say there is a very good kebab shop around the corner that delivered some very good cheesy chips on an bread on Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, when we really late Saturday night, wasn't it? Yeah. When we got back. So there are a lot of other food options around there anyway. So, And people seem to be enjoying the burgers that they got from the food store. That, uh, yeah, everybody yeah. said the burgers were really good. And they did have some vegetables, some moses, I think they were, or mm. something like that. But I just wasn't in the mood for that. I just, when you just want cheesy chips, you just want cheesy Wrapped chips. Wrapped in a... Wrapped in some sort of uh, breadage. Yeah, they weren't there on from the store. Oh, no, not from the store. On a tray. Oh, right. It was a good tray full drinks. So <laughs> Father Jack didn't. You did go a bit Father Jack then, yeah. Drink. Uh, Dolby Altfest, I think, is top for me. I think so as well, because three flavours Three flavours of Lily's. At 4.50 a pint. I don't think you can better that. The best by far. I think in terms of other drink highlights... Obviously, Bloodstock, just for the variety. Yeah. And even though it went up to £6 a pint this year, that's not a bad price for decent cider. For decent drinks at a festival. Or beer, if that's your yeah. way of inclination. But yeah, you can't go wrong, really, with not just the Serpent's Lair bar, the general other bars as well. Yeah, all of the other bars were sound, too. Um, I think, uprising, I don't think I was overly fussed with the drink. I ended up drinking a lot of hooch there, of my own doing. Yeah, I drank a lot of hooch. Yeah, and it was the lemon hooch as well, which... Not my favourite. I don't even know why. I don't, they don't think they seem to have any fruity ciders. I think that was the problem. I think that was the issue, yeah. Mm. But again, it's an it's an O2 venue, so I guess that's the downside of a kind of Bigger chain, franchise, chain, yeah. whatever venue. And a similar vein to download is just... Which is always shit. Shit for <laughs> drinks and it gets worse every year. Yeah. Can't really say much more. I think slushes were about the best option you could buy. Yeah. Glastonbury had a huge selection of drinks. But it was weird, they were all priced differently. So I think the people that own the bars, the stalls, can set their own prices individually. I guess if they're individual traders, that's a good thing, I guess, in a way. I suppose it is, because it doesn't mean that they're being kind of forced into everything being a set Mm. price. As long as they don't change it throughout the festival, obviously. Obviously Stone Dead was good, as again, kind of variety and price-wise. They had... They did, yeah. Dark fruits on top, I think, and they had you had bottles of some kind of fruity cider, and obviously they have the motorhead beers on tap. Mm. Um, are they like five or five fifty a pint? Five fifty, I think. They were really good. Yeah, 
And then I think Mangotta gets the award for the worst drink of the festival season. <laughs> I can't remember what it was, but there was a pint that neither of us could drink. You remember? Christ, what the hell was that? I don't know, but we had a tiny gap between bones. Oh, Jesus, I know what it was. What was it? It was a watermelon. Was it like a real ale kind yeah. of? Yeah, it was almost like mixing. It, it just sound, The description just sounded incredible. But in reality, it was disgusting. Yeah. It tasted like floor cleaner. Smelled like floor cleaner. It smelled like floor cleaner. It was the worst thing ever. It was a watermelon flavoured. I think it was supposed to be sort of like, oh, what's the lemony kind of lager? Um, Like a hoe garden? Hoe garden, yeah. So it was supposed to be kind of like a watermelon-y sort of hoe garden. Mm. And it was was a wheat beer. Yeah, It was a watermelon wheat beer and it was fucking disgusting. Yeah, that's the worst thing ever. That was grim. You know it's going to be bad if neither of us will drink it. Yeah, if I'm not drinking it, then you know you've got problems. And I guess while we're on the subject of drinks, we must mention our uh, infamous phlegm shots from Download, self-brewed. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of fermented as the weekend went on and got more liquidy. I think it was initially kind of like too much drumstick to vodka ratio. Yeah, and as the tent got hotter because the weather warmed up, yeah, it became more fluid. But initially it was like drinking phlegm. Yeah, well, we'll try a different concoction for next year. Because <laughs> you need some aeroplane shots to download, don't you? Okay. So next up then, any unexpected enjoyments? Yeah, quite a few. Um, I think it's not necessarily an unexpected enjoyment, but I was just amazed at how good they were. And that was Bring Me the Horizon. Yeah, definitely. I didn't expect them to be that good. I yeah. don't know what I did expect. But I, I knew they'd be good, but I just didn't think they'd be that good. I didn't expect them to have the kind of the stage show that they had and all the, you know, the background backdrop, yeah. lighting, flames, all of that. I mean, I know for a headliner, you generally do. The whole thing that they had going on was amazing. Um, sugar headlining, because it was more, it was a standout headlining mm. performance so so good live uh and especially when they've got that longer set and all of the stuff they've got going on as well mm. one for me from download was placebo because i didn't think i was going to enjoy their set and it was amazing yeah you never know which brian you're going to get do you yeah it's either going to be nice brian or grumpy brian and i think just because some of the reviews from their more recent shows had been quite mixed. I know we missed the one because of the train strikes last year. And then kind of after reading some of the reviews from it, anyway, I was kind of a bit glad that we didn't get to go because it was very yeah, mixed. Yeah, they, they were very mixed reviews, weren't they? Aside from the whole tel- telephone ban, mobile phone ban. Yeah, it was. I think they were only playing newer stuff. And then when they came on a download, they were mainly doing newer stuff, but then they just kicked into a whole kind of greatest hits set and that was just awesome. One for me that because I didn't really know that much about them, was Florence Black. You, you said to me that I'll really like them. Yeah. We, I went to a different side as well. I got a little bit closer. And, yeah, Florence Black, just in the same way that These Wicked Rivers did the year before, mm. it's kind of one of those bands didn't really know a lot about them, and then it's just like, bang, just hit me. It's like, this is fucking great. This is amazing. Yeah, I think Stone Dead's really good for that anyway, because there is only one band at a time, so you're kind of generally forced to watch or at least listen. Yeah. To whoever is on stage, whether you want to or not. But they were excellent. Then there's a couple more from me. One is Defences, who mm. I didn't know if I'd be into when I was listening to them. And then watching them live, my opinion totally changed. 
Yeah, that's a very good point. We said the same in the review, didn't we? I mm. wasn't overly struck on them listening to them before seeing them. But live, they were a whole different level. And the other one were Reckoner that we mentioned earlier. Yeah, I was just going to mention them as well. Yeah, just because it was the fourth show and it was so tight and it was a joy to watch. And they're going to get huge. They've got it. Yeah, I can't think of anyone else who I was unexpectedly yeah. surprised I think that to enjoy. The thing is, it's, you, it's when you kind of catch somebody or you see somebody for the first time live. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, with Mangata, a lot of those were the first time seeing them, but I was quite familiar with their music, so I knew yeah. that I would You knew you were going to enjoy it, yeah. yeah. So any disappointments or anyone who you were underwhelmed by? Slipknot and Metallica. Yeah. I just found them boring. I don't think I was disappointed. I think I just knew what to expect, and yeah. they delivered what I expected, which is what they always do. do. Yeah. So it just seems stale. They were just there, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they were a disappointment. Well, not dis- they were just underwhelming, completely Yeah, underwhelming. compared to all the bands, they were just there doing their thing. I can't think of anything else music-wise that was underwhelming or disappointing. Mm. I think one disappointing thing was kind of the mess-up of the live music on the courtyard at Download on the Wednesday night because of all the traffic issues. Yeah, the, well, the traffic in jail. Well, that in The whole... Yeah. The whole setup for that was just meant to shit. So yeah, there were quite a few bands I was looking forward to seeing on the courtyard stage, with it being smaller, like Cancer Bats and Pupil Slicer, and Cody Frost was going to open it. It went to shit, and the traffic getting in went to shit. It was, wasn't planned properly. Yeah, I mean, it compared to a lot of people, we we got off quite lightly, yeah. but yeah, just having to miss the music, and then when we did get there and we saw a bit of fixation, they were having sound issues, weren't yeah. they? So. That that wasn't great. Oh, I know a highlight. Sorry, just sort of a non-musical highlight. Mm-hmm. Getting a pair of garden gnomes. Oh, yeah, we did, didn't we? Yeah. How could we forget that highlight? <laughs> you say highlight, small tat, just along with the foam gloves. <laughs> you know, they're, they're a nice little <laughs> ornament, aren't they? <laughs> anyway, so any kind of other disappointing things? Uh, yes, getting into Stone Dead. Because they're letting every other fucking lane of traffic apart from ours. Yes, that was an annoying. That was annoying. And I think someone else commented that they felt the same. I think it might have been on the vlog or on a review episode. So it wasn't just us. It wasn't just us, yeah. better now for moaning about it. (laughs) Then I think the the toilet situation at Download in the arena, that Mm. wasn't great. Yeah, I think, was it the ones at the side of the second stage in particular weren't good? And they tried to... They, they, it's like they tried to stop people pissing against the fence, but then just made it worse. That's that's how it felt. Yeah, the um, the whole kind of turnstile thing, getting to the front at download as well was. I get why they did it for safety and all of that, but it was at the same time annoying. And the way security were handled, at least at the time that I was there, mm. wasn't great. Changing the route, the get the guest area layout as well, and into mm. RIP. Yeah, that was that just kept spinning me out every time. Yeah, that was just a bit weird. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that. It just seemed a longer route. Another one from Stone Dead, but it's not actually the festival's fault, it's the people. Mm-hmm. And it's the pricks who insist on getting right near the front and then just standing there shouting to the mates who was next to them. Yeah. Just If you're going to talk through a set, just fuck off to the back. Yeah, definitely. Because that irritates the shit out of me. Oh, and actually, on a related note... Oh, we're going off on one now, aren't we? Mm. And the people at Download, in particular Intense, that were just sheltering from the heat, 
and you couldn't get in to see properly bands that you wanted, wanted to, to see. see. And it's not against people wanting to get out of the heat and sit in the shade or whatever. It's when they're just standing talking and you can't then therefore enjoy the band that you're trying to yeah. see in the tent. But I think the knock up the part of that is as well that it's the lack of shade available at Downline. Oh, yeah, that is the case. There's just no provision for it. No, but there never has been, has there? Not to say that they can't do something about it, but they just don't. And the queues for the water points, I guess, as well, at times, were not yeah. great. Yeah, there seemed to be a distinct lack, from what I remember. They were just really slow as well, especially towards the end of the weekend at the top of the hill. They were just like, I'm not even pissy dribbles. <laughs> they were just, like, leaking tap. I suppose, finally, we should say what festivals kind of got right or do get right all the time. Yeah. I guess, end on a little positive note yeah. after a few ramps. After a few ramps. <laughs> yeah, there, were, there was definitely some positive changes from last year. So Bloodstock had a hell of a lot more shade up. Yeah, not that we needed it as much. No, we needed it as much, but it, it was available. And I think they had more water points this year Yeah, they well. did. That was good. Stone Dead had their, you could pre-order merch. Yeah, that was, that was really good. That, that was really time. good. That saved a lot of time. And it meant that we could get what we wanted, unlike some other festivals that we had to order afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've, I've had to do that at a couple. Yeah. I've had to re- all three of the kind of big ones, didn't we? Download we had to order after. Yeah. Bloodstock we did. I did, yeah. And you got your glass. I've got my glass number one after, yeah. yeah. Just because the queues were always horrendous. Yeah, and so you end up paying your postage, don't you? Yeah. But you get what you want and saves you carrying it. It does, suppose. yeah. And I suppose kind of one of the real positive things and the thing I really love is that Bloodstock announced their headliners. Yes. That I don't that is something I don't understand why other festivals don't do. No, I mean some do do yeah. it pretty soon after, but yeah, I just love that now. And I think they've been doing it a few years, haven't they? And yeah. it's just it's just a really great thing to watch when you're there as well and to it see just everyone's the reaction. Rather than waiting three months, four months after? Yeah, well, we'll be into the fifth month, won't we? A long time. Yeah, five, five months for download, no need. I mean, you've got festivals like Uprising announced a load of bands. Bloodstock obviously announced a load of bands. Stone Dead have done most of their announcement apart from the headliner, headliner I think. Yeah. And obviously the opening poll because the polls have just opened. And other festivals that we haven't been to but have announced like... Slam Dunk. 2000 Trees... Etc. So obviously we're going to talk about these in more detail yeah. in another episode. But yeah, that's definitely they, everybody seems to announce their things soon, and it's only a couple that don't. Yeah. But yeah, I think Bloodstock are light years ahead by announcing the headliners on the night. Yeah, I think it was two main stage headliners, wasn't it, and about ten other yeah bands. And I think they've had two other subsequent announcements since. <laughs> yeah, we've just not had time to fit in yet. There will be an upcoming next year's festival so far discussion yeah. but for now yeah hats off to bloodstock for that one yeah so it's almost like a little highlight like a little bonus isn't it i think it is you feel kind of special that you're there when it's announced mm. and not just like everybody else when it's announced kind of like yeah. a weird thing but unless yeah. you're there it, it just makes it feel more special yeah definitely it's just that's a great ambiance well i think that about covers the festival reviews been some good ones but some not so good ones. But overall. But overall, I think they all did really well. Yeah, good times. And yeah, see where we end up next year. So I hope you enjoyed that episode. Thank you very much for listening. You can check out all of the blogs and the festival reviews themselves. There's also various bits on social media you'll be able to see as well. 
So you can find us on Instagram, Threads and X at Ready to Mosh Cast. And we're also on TikTok, Facebook, YouTube at Ready to Mosh. Don't forget, give us a five-star rating. Write something nice in the review if you like what you've heard. And we'll be back soon with another episode. Make it mosh, Moog.